from you. We have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of great topics. Uh, again, want to hear from you on everything Mark is saying, because yeah, please chat in, chat in on how wrong Mark I'm is. All, about I'm always things, right. What are you things. talking about? I've been right so much lately. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. I, in the week, we were so, so hell bent on getting as much as we could in. Ended the show. Didn't thank the sponsors. So, you know, again, all those special sauce podcasts, Jag Media Pro Group, Studio 42 Design. There's always great sponsors, very supportive of the show. We'll talk, we'll talk about you guys a little later in the show. And Mark, we've got a ton to get to today. Uh, obviously, Celtics, Bruins, our experts. It's gonna gonna be calling in on the expert of that track, and we're gonna of course talk about the Patriots as always, and some interesting news that has come out of uh, the Bay Area. But Mark, to start off tonight, uh, it's like it sort of seems like a broken record every week. You know, when we when we talk about this, sometimes I look at my notes. You know, coming in my show notes, and I say, "Were these from last week?" Or I mean, it's it, because it's it's the same thing with this team. Okay, only now the new twist with them this week is they go and use that seven. <laughs> they go and use seventeen of the twenty-eight million dollar trade, the trade, the player trade exception uh, exemption, um, not to bring in. You know, say his name, Fournier. Okay. Fournier. They bring this guy Evan in. Fournier. Fournier. They bring this guy, this guy in from Orlando, who, by the way, last night in his debut was 0 for 10. 0 for, 0 for 10, 10. 0 for 5 from, 0 for, 0 for okay. 5 from the three-point line, which was supposed to be his specialty. Right. So, listen, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, for this season in 26 games coming into last night, he was, you know, he's averaging 19 per, 46% field goal percentage, 38% from three-point. Uh, three-point range his career average is 14 points a game that's his career average so uh, mark didn't did i miss something or did danny Ainge say this is what he wasn't going to do well this is what Ainge said he wasn't going to do right he, that's what he claimed he claimed he wasn't going to just do something to do something unless you could make the team better so i don't know what the hell he did but um i'll tell you this chris he he <laughs> The fact that they wasted that trade exemption, this is going to be, and you you talked about this the other day. This is going to. Well, they got become, eleven million left of it, but no, yeah. they do. But this is going to become like the like, like like the draft picks because now allegedly, if you let Fournier, if Fournier's going to walk away from you, you could do a, a signing trade with him, like you tried to do with Haywood, and 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 now you 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 recoup more of that trade exemption for next year, well for the summer, so. God only knows what they're doing, but they they now I read this morning, Chris, in, in a lot of different. Um, venues that they're going to be all in on Beal this summer. If he's going to be moved, the Celtics are all in. How many times have we heard that from me? Yeah, you know, it, it, you, you've been talking about Beal. We've been talking about Beal for the last, you have, for the last two weeks. Well, now supposedly they'll be all in if he's on the market this summer. Celtics are all in on Beal. You know, I'll tell you what, Joe, I think that they, I think people are listening to us more and more every week. I think that the so-called experts are They're stealing my thoughts, Chris. Me, the, the, my the, brain. The, it's starting to listen to Mark more and more. That's no, a honestly, problem, you, you, Chris. <laughs> That's a big problem. That's right. Joe, Joe, you with us tonight? 
I'm with you. As long as one of these microphones is where it working, I'm here. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you sound like you're in the uh, Ted Williams tunnel over there, getting ready to get it, go to the airport right now. So I'm doing this on my laptop, right from the, <laughs> right from the back seat. He's Joe's, Joe's at the beach tonight. Joe's at the beach tonight, <laughs> you know, hanging out, relaxing a little bit. Um, yeah, Mark, listen, I, I, you know, yes, we've been talking about this all along. You've particularly been talking about Beal, um, as a way to get that, that second, second big name and then turn it into maybe three. Because and I, I told think, you because I think Beal and Tatum together could recruit somebody. I just don't know if Brown and Tatum can recruit somebody, Chris. It doesn't seem like they can. But Beal and Tatum might be able to because they play a different style. We talked about this last week. Tatum and Brown, they're very similar in their strengths, right? So you need a different type of a player to, I think, to pair up with Tatum. But I don't, what do I know? And is, is, that is a little off what we're talking about with this move, but is, is Tatum. Does he is he going to be a guy that can lead that, that can be the guy on the team? Is you you know like do you do you see this happening? You see him developing and maturing into the the guy, the LeBron on the team, the Durant, the Curry, you know, the guy that can say I'm going to put this no, team Chris, on my shoulder because he can't listen, do it. He can't. Chris, those guys that have that, done. those guys that have that in them have it from the moment they come into the league. They, those guys had that from when they walked into the league. I don't think that's something you all of a sudden learn in, in, in week, year four or five. That's either in your DNA or it's not in your DNA. I think Beal has that in his DNA. If you brought him in, he would become the leader and, and say, okay, Tatum, follow behind me, and, and I'm, we're going to get another cog, and we're going to take this team somewhere. That, I think, could happen. Um, in my opinion, I, I don't think Tatum has that in him. And I don't so, necessarily know Brown does either. So then it's a screw up. It's another screw up by Ainge then. Getting I back think to Ainge. Well, they both have a lot of ability, Chris, but that killer DNA that I'm going to carry this team on my back. I don't know if those that's in those guys' DNAs. So all that nonsense then, all that crap and baloney and ridiculousness that re revolved around the picks, the Brooklyn picks, the Memphis picks, the this picks, the that picks, and the deal over to Brooklyn and, and, and the Garnett and the Pierce and the, all of that crap that went down that led to Brown and Tatum, okay? So all that crap that happened, you still didn't have your leader, so you still don't well, have I, your leader. Well, I think Kyrie was potentially that person, but something happened there. And we'll, we'll never know what the truth is behind that Kyrie issue. Chris, was he wrong? I don't know if he was wrong, but there was an issue. Something happened there that we don't know the truth about what happened. Right. But he technically could have, should have been that leader who they rallied behind. And he said, okay, guys, I'll put, put you on my back. We're going to win this thing. But he left. I mean, but so they bucked him. They bucked him at every turn. Yeah, yeah. Grounded. I mean, look, you, you can yeah. look at it from both yeah. perspectives. You say, okay, well, look, and I, I know we're off topic a bit, but it, it matters. This is, this is relevant. Look, if you look at what went on then, if you remember what was going on then, you know, everybody was saying, you know, Kyrie was coming down on some of the younger guys, uh, a la LeBron, how he used to do that with, with, with Kyrie and those guys, how he'd come down on some of the younger guys. You know, Kyrie was doing that. He was coming down on Brown. I think Kyrie was just showing them tough love because I think, like you said, Chris, I think that's how he was treated when he was a younger player by guys like LeBron. Right. And if you remember, okay, if you remember at the time, he's coming down on these guys like Brown, uh, the younger guys, and everybody's feathers in New, in New England were ruffled. 
Everybody in Boston was wrong. Everybody, oh, everybody, everybody you're, you're, against Kyrie. Everybody, you, you know, you, you, mm. you know, he's going against Tatum. He's going against Brown. I mean, these are the superstars. These are the youth. This, these are the guys that we spent all these time and money and effort and 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 draft picks to get and bring in here. And now Kyrie comes in here and he's just gonna, he's gonna down the young guys and and do those kind of things. And you know, people were again the 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 the, the moronic experts on the flagship again. Kyrie, who the hell does Kyrie think he is? What's he ever? Well, he won a championship. What do you mean? What's he ever done? He won a championship, didn't he? Or did I miss yeah. that part? Yeah, so, and, and, and in that in that game seven, he, he was, was the, the one. Who, he was the one who took over that game late. Not LeBron, if you remember correctly. Now I think he's a cuckoo clock. I think he checks out at times. I think oh, his he method, absolutely does. His method of dealing with certain things and, and, sure. and to to you know that he backs away or he walks sure. away. I mean, yeah, I, sure. I, I, I'm, I, well, the criticism fair completely more than yeah, fair. Well, it absolutely him. is fair. Yeah. But it's starting to look like that people should have been backing Kyrie Yeah. because Mark, yeah. if you end up, look, you could, you're going to end up with a, You could possibly end up with a situation where Brown's gone anyway. So after all that dust settles and Kyrie leaves two years later, Brown ends up going. So then, well, you should have just did what you had to do to, Chris, to make, you know. The thing, the thing is this, is here's the thing. So so hypothetically, say Beal becomes available over the summer and Washington says, look it, we're going to move on. We're going we're, we're to rebuild. We're going to get rid of Beal, right? So hypothetically, it's going to cost you, at the very least, it's going to cost you draft picks. It's going to cost you a couple of young players, maybe Langford, maybe the kid they drafted last year, Naismith. It's probably going to cost you Marcus Smart. I don't know if you'd have to give up Tatum and Brown. I don't know. But if they ask for Brown in the deal with picks and some young guys, I think you probably have to seriously consider it. Just because Beal brings in another star, it's a different type of a player. And I re- and, 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 and him and Tatum have been best have been best friends for years. They've been close. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could pull that deal off without having to get rid of Brown. And maybe Brown. Tatum and Beal is the, the the three guys that can try to take you to a championship. I I, I don't know. No, Mark, you know? I think you're right. I know. I think you're right. I, or maybe I think... Kemba's got to go there. Some you're gonna have to give it a something to go get Beal. You're not just getting giving up draft picks and getting them. No, I agree. And listen, I, I I told you last week. I told you the week before when you and I were the first to start talking about this Beal situation. Yeah. Okay. I told you then. I have no. I, give him. Get. I'll give Brown away. No problem. I have no issue giving Brown away to do that because I agree with you, Mark. They're they're, they're like the same guy, yeah. you know, Tatum and and and, and Brown. You know, they, yeah. they, neither one are giving you that leadership. Neither one are giving you that that yeah. fire, that push, that drive. That nothing. They're not giving it to you right now. You know, yeah. I mean, and and you know, and it goes back to again. It goes back to you. So we talk about this deal that that that, that Ainge made, and basically, I look at it like a panic. I look like he had a panic button. You know, people, the things are not going well. The morale is bad. Because I think he even said something like that, too. We said, you know, the, the morale on the team isn't so good. It's, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So, and then he goes and makes this move. They and went Chris, two in a supposedly, row. Chris, he was in. He, we could have very easily got Gordon. We had the two, we had the collateral to get Gordon. And, and Ainge wanted to lowball them. Well, they got an offer from Denver. They said, screw you. 
They traded him. They didn't even go back to Ainge with a counter offer because Ainge was playing his typical games. And I, and I think people are getting sick of his, his, his games. Listen, make a legitimate offer and then we can discuss it. Don't be bullshit around and lowball us. Yeah, that, 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 that nothing pisses me off more than that. You know, and you're right. You lowball yourself right out of the deal. Right, right, right out of the deal. Right and, and that's what he did with the Gordon deal. And he now you end up with this guy. Yeah, Gordon. You could have ended up with Gordon. And maybe you ended up with Fournier too. I don't know. But you definitely would have had Gordon. And and he screwed that up. Well, look, people people say, well, you know, the morale is bad. This this sparked it. Look, if you're if you're Jason Tatum and you need something like this, you you know, we talked about this last week. You need something like this in order to spark you to to pick you up yeah, to get Chris, you going. Won, but Chris, that? but Chris, they won two games in a row against garbage teams. Garbage. Oklahoma City. I you couldn't name two guys on Oklahoma City. No, I know, I, I know. So who did you beat last night? You played a team that's decent. They're, they're a playoff team, bottom of the they're lower end playoff team. They're they're fighting for the eighth spot in in the West. They come in here and beat you. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, look, and, and the residual to this now is. So you make a move like this, and now you have to shed the shed the cat. You have to shed salary well, now. Yes. So, so yes, now Tice yes. now which, Tice becomes a which a I know you didn't. I know you didn't like that. No, I didn't like it because I I didn't like it because he's a guy that was giving you production. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that played with hard. He's a guy that played hard. Well, you the know? counter to that is it allows Williams to get more minutes. It does, Williams, but but right? the question, but but okay. So if that's because that's going to be the next question I said. Oh, is then then to, all right, Mark? Is Williams ready now? Is he ready for this role to be the starter? And well, the only thing I could say is this, Chris. If is, is Tristan, Williams, Tristan Thompson's a, a slug. Tristan he's just Thompson's a slug. Yeah, you know. That, that that Christian Thompson's a one year con. He's got, I think it's only a one year contract. He won't be back next year. But Williams, Chris, this is make or break for him. He's got about what 25, 26 games left. See what he can do. Get him to push him, develop him, get him into the playoffs, whatever. But he's somebody who could become a cog. He's not going to be the third guy, but maybe he's no. that complimentary fourth, solid fourth guy. And if you bring in a Beal, and now you you've got something to work with here. Yeah, you know you need a guy like Williams if you're going to win a championship. He's an athlete. He can go up and down the court. He can play defense. He can block shots, and and his offensive game is developing. I mean, he's he's got the potential. And the, the way this league is is structured now, the way the game is played, he, he fits what this league is. It's just he he needs more seasoning and 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 to see he he's progressed every year he's been with us. He could be a perk, you know. He definitely could be, and and that's what you need from him. And listen, no way am I saying he's where perk is yet. So before no, perk no. gets pissed off at me, I just, that's the last guy I want angry perk. at me, man. You it's know, perk. we should reach out to perk. Perk would come on with this. You yeah, know? Perk's a great guy. Let me perk's tell you, a perk, great guy. He, perk he, would come on if we reached out to him. You know, you know, Joe, you know what get I like on about, that, Joe. You know what I? Like? We can do. Yeah, get Perkins out. You know, the, the what I like about perk is he's real. You don't talk about the real deal, New England feel. Yeah, perk's perk. real. He's yeah. the real deal. That guy's going to tell you what he thinks. And you know what? Sometimes it isn't going to it isn't going to be too popular. But he I love the way. No, he doesn't care. I like the way he and Scalp approach things over there. You know what I mean? But look, I'm with you. I, I I've been wanting Williams to be to kick up into the starting job to get to. But get, you just think the they should have kept. They should have kept. Uh, uh, well, I just, the it, other just guy it, around there. it pisses I, me off yeah. that you have to. It pisses me off that you make these these. It, it appears to be a knee jerk reaction or knee jerk no. move. And now you have to shed some some capital. You have to do. And then, you know, Chris, what made it even more? I mean, ironic. It had nothing to do with the trade. Don't get me wrong, but he misses the the the, the three pointer to win the game at the buzzer the night before, and then the next day he's traded. 
He's traded, right? Like, it's, I mean, it looks like that's to, the reason yeah, for it. It had nothing yeah. to do with the trade at all. No, of course but, but not. It's, but it's just it was funny, right, that he missed no, that yeah, shot, you know? Yeah, listen, he, he's one of the guys on the team, Tice, that, that that plays hard. He played hard every single night. He gave, he he gave you every single he night. He gave you everything he had. He was diving on the floor. You know, and, and they talk about, well, okay, you make this move. The morale was bad. It was good for two games. You know, they needed a little spark. Hey, Mark, look, you want to be a max player. You want to be... You, you want to be a top five, top 10 guy. And you, by the way, you named 14 guys. I tried my best. I tried my best to play the other side of it with you on those 14 guys. But let's face it, Mark, I couldn't. There's, there, there's not a hell of a lot I can argue with those 14 names. Maybe one or two, with. maybe one or yeah. two you could, Chris, but they're, they're still not in the top 10. No. Right. So even if they're in the top 14, they're not in the top 10. So you're right, Chris. If you want to be a max guy, yeah. which means you should be top 10 ball players if you want to be max guys and, 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 you know, you know. But again, it goes back to what I said before, too, though, Mark. It goes back to the, the whole original point, too, that we made two weeks ago, and that is if you need to do all of this to, to, to boost morale, I mean, like I said, you're trying to make your team better, fine. I mean, Brooklyn continues to make their team better. But you yeah. want to do these things, you want to make your team better. I Brooklyn added, we'll add another guy, Aldridge. Aldridge. I mean, really? Come on. If you're doing these things to create a spark, then I got to look to Steven. I got to look to the head coach of this team, man. And, and, and your, your, your Angel's death grip on this guy, keeping him there in the NBA with coaching. We just, we told Chronicle that last week, the coaching, you know, like these guys move five years, four years, five years, and they're gone. It's, it's, it's rotating. Why? You know, he's almost not a decade. He's eight years now. I mean, if their a morale isn't a there. Angel, Angel loves him. Yeah, if your morale isn't there, if your push isn't there, if the two superstars you supposedly have don't have that kind of drive, then you got to get rid of the goddamn coach, Mark. You know what I mean? You got to get somebody back in there like a doc that can that can push these guys to do to to be better and be different. So again, like I said, I I, I, I this move to me was a panic move. You used up seventeen million out of a twenty-eight million dollar exemption. And I'm not really sure what, you hell, what the hell you get back. And by the way, the guy that they seem to be wanting to protect and, and, not, ha and not go away from is, uh, is smart. Yeah. What the hell? Did you see last night? Did you, I mean, I, I had to go back again and look at it again, you know, because this is the guy that you're trying to you know, protect and make sure you don't move and change. And, and Joe, I don't know what the hell's the matter with the feed, man. You got to clean up that feed on YouTube, pal, you know, but Mark, they protected this smart marker smart. I, you know, listen, uh, just for those of you who didn't see the game, this is what happened. Yeah, set, set the stage. Bro. There's there's point three left on the shot clock, about four minutes left. in I think in the game at this point in the fourth quarter, um, the Celtics Celtics tie up Pritchard, I believe it was tied up, um, tied up the Pelicans player and created the jump ball. Right now, since there's point three left on the shot clock. Now, this is the Pelicans have the ball. OK, it's their, their shot clock. Since there's point three left, the, the Pelican player, the New Orleans, he doesn't bother to even jump for the jump ball because it's going to the shot clock's going to expire if he gets if he tips it and gets possession the, you know, you're going to have a shot clock violation. Right. OK, so. He doesn't, he doesn't jump for the ball. I think it was Williams did. Gets the tip back to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart takes the ball and heaves the ball 46 feet to the basket. 
as if the shot clock was expiring on the Celtics. You're confused, Chris. All, all would have happened was we would have the, the Celtics would have maintained the possession or they would have blown the whistle for the shot clock violation and the Celtics get it, take it out, side out, right? Where is where's the head? This is these are not so why are you protecting this guy? I've been saying it all season. What the hell are you protecting Marcus Smart for? Why isn't he on the table to be traded? Why? Do you know? Because Chris, that's 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 one of the f- flaws in this team. They have nobody with balls in this team. For whatever he's worth, Chris, whether he's a head case, whatever, he does have something that no one else in this team seems to have. Tatum doesn't seem to have it. Brown don't seem to have it. Don't get me wrong. I would trade Marcus Smart in a minute. But the reason I think he sticks around is because Ainge, Ainge, listen, when Ainge was a player, Chris, Ainge had balls. Maybe he was fighting with Ralph Sampson. He was going, oh, yeah. right? Ainge, Ainge was a gritty, gritty guy as a, as a player. We have nobody like that on the roster nope. except for Smart. So I think Ainge is reluctant to get rid of him because you want to talk about a soft team. If you get rid of him, now what? And don't get me wrong. If you can put him in a package to get somebody, Good. I think over the summer you have to do it. I, I, if he's going to go in the deal to get Beal, throw him in the deal. You, you don't have a choice. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that, that's the only thing I can think of, Chris, as to why he's keeping this guy around is because it, you of know, that one factor. Angel's face keeps getting worse and worse and worse through yeah. this entire thing because he's protecting yeah. guys he shouldn't. And, and the guys that he's building this team around, it, it's yeah. getting to the point where you're starting to look at it and saying, these guys may not be the guys, you know? And if it takes a complimentary well, if, guy well, to come in to be the leader guys, of this team, these then guys aren't the guys. The, if these guys aren't the guys, you're done you, for ten years. Then you really screwed up. Yeah, you really, really screwed up. If, yeah, you're back to starting that whole lottery process yeah, again. If that's the case, yeah, you're back to the yeah, absolutely, Chris, absolutely. And you know what, Chris? He gambled with these picks. I don't know what he thought they were going to be. And every time you thought you were going to have a, a, a chance at a lottery pick, the team you got that pick from all of a sudden had a good year. Now the pick's 12 or 13. You thought right. you were going to be in the top two or three. And, and th- that just never happened. So No, no. You know. So, listen, uh, we got to get the break. Um, and on the other side, we're going to come back and talk about some interesting things that happened in the NFL that affect we feel are going to affect New England. Mark's very, very excited about what took place, and we're going to talk about that after the break. We didn't get to the Bruins, but listen, Mark, with the Bruins real quick, you know, while Joe's the queuing Bruins, it up, the Bruins are what we've been know, talking these, about, Chris, for how many weeks now? I, I can't even give, I can't even give you a Bruins minute anymore. Rask is hurt. The only chance this team has is if this goalie now gets that, hot. That's come in, gets hot. That's it. This goalie gets hot. That, that that's coming they in. Still, but Chris, this, where are they going to get goal production from? We, the, the, the lines they lost one to nothing. The lines Jersey. outside that. The, listen, the first line has been ice cold. After that, what do you got? No one's doing anything. And gotcha. we talked about that, Chris. Yep, we were wrong about so, Coyle. Krejci's you know. on his last leg. The brusque is, is forget it. He's invisible. Bjork it's isn't just, doing it's anything. Just, I mean, it's, it's just, just happening, Chris, sooner than we thought it was going to happen. We, Much I said, and you agree. This is a typical Bruins. Could I, it's probably will it happen again? Well, now it's happening sooner. Yeah, they lost four or five to New Jersey, who sucks. Okay, they New lost, Jersey what, sucks. Four, all four to the Islanders. Yeah, they can't score against Jersey. It's one th- another another uh, another blanking by that goalie that Jersey. They've been like he's Brodeur. Yeah, look, the Bruins. Sorry, everybody out there. It, it, just ride out the season, and th- yeah. this team is going to get dismantled now. I mean, yeah. you're you're not. You just. 
They'll keep their core. They'll keep and their young core. And, and unfortunately, hat. Chris, they don't have enough of a young core, so they may they may actually have to go into a little bit of a rebuild when this veteran court group goes. Yeah, which they is which, to. Is, which is scary. Like you say, they'll it hover is. in the playoff race, but that's not saying much. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk Patriots. We're going to talk about NFL and some funny things that happened and some things we're really, really excited about. More Corso and Catone right after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso Wicketone, the real deal, New England feel. And Mark, listen, uh, so the news out of San Francisco, everybody knows it by now. It's a few days old now. Uh, but, you know, we're on once a week. So, you know, we have to recap what has already happened and what continues to happen. So, San Fran makes the trade with um, with Miami, moves up to the number three spot in the draft. And listen, Mark, they're not even making any – there's not even any secret being made by them about what they're going to do, which is shocking to me how these teams – some of these teams and GMs and coaches, they hold nothing – some of them don't hold anything close to the vest, do they, Mark? But they move up to the number three spot, okay, and um, – for all purposes is to take a quarterback. And I think, don't think they make any, any, any secret about the fact that they're probably going to take a quarterback with that. Um, Mark and I got to talk about now who we think that'll be for Frisco. Could it be, you know, uh, Trey Lance? Could it be Wilson? I think it's been one of those two guys. Um, but more, more importantly to us now as a new England Patriots fan is what's this mean for Jimmy Garoppolo? Mark, what's your reaction to this move? Same thing, Chris is, is is full of crap, right? So so they 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 keep saying, oh no, we're gonna keep him. We want him to stick around. We wanna, you know, we want him to be. To, 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 we got a team that can can win a championship, and he's gonna mold our next quarterback and all this nonsense. But listen, Garoppolo's making twenty five million dollars this year. If you pick the third pick of the draft, if it's a quarterback, which we know it's going to be, the signing bonus, Chris, is gonna be over twenty million dollars. That's not. Oh, we can spread that out over three years. Yes. That's yeah. real money. Like you always say, that's real money, quarterback money. So it's On 20 million and 25 million for Garoppolo. There's no way they're putting $45 million on the books for next year. I don't care how much Lynch and, 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 and Shan, they're Shanahan, they're full of garbage. This is all posturing to try to get themselves the best deal they can get for Jimmy G. They can't keep $45 million on the books. It's impossible. Yeah. He's as full of shit as his old man was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He is. You know what I mean? Did you like you say it all the time? Quarterback money is real money because you're guaranteeing a lot of it. So it's there's the no, it's on the books. There's no way they're guaranteeing forty five million dollars when 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 they were struggling to get cap money to to resign some of their guys. They they, they can't afford the on uh, forty five million dollars on the books for two quarterbacks. They can't. No, and, and, and like you say, that that's that's the truth because you're right. You're talking about almost fifty million dollars because Garoppolo is going to get what twenty. What's he, 24 million? 24. Now, all Garoppolo's guaranteed money is gone. 
Okay. No, it is, but his salary this year. But his salary is twenty-four million dollars. Yeah. So you're going to pay that plus the like you just said, yeah, that's fifty million. It's almost fifty million dollars on the books for 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 two quarterbacks. It's not happening. Where, put it this way: is 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 Trevor Lawrence going to start week one? Probably. Is, There's got nobody else over there. Is Zach Wilson going to start week one? For for the Jets. I would Jet. say. Yeah, I, I would say, say so. Right. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Then what the hell would anybody make anybody think that Trey Lance or Mac Jones is going to start week one for the San Francisco 49ers? Now, I will say this, because when it comes down to who are they going to take? And I know this is a new. You don't think they're going to. So so everybody. So so Mike Lombardi said that, you know, he knows um, Shanahan pretty well. He said, anybody who don't think he's taking Mac Jones, you don't know Shanahan and you don't know his offense. Yeah, he's you know, Mac Jones. I, which I, I don't know if I, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if I believe that, Chris. Yeah, you know, you because know, let me well, tell you something. If you watch <laughs> the two pro days, no, 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 they had two pro days today Ohio State and Alabama. Mac yeah. Jones looked like a JV quarterback in his pro day compared to Fields made every day, every throw on the field he made. Jones overthrew guys he, because he didn't have uh, top five wide receivers chasing the ball down for him. Right. Exactly. I don't know how good Jones is, Chris. I'm going to put it out there. I watched that pro day today when I got home from work. I don't know how good Jones is. He had NFL receivers chasing the ball down in an NFL offensive line. Yeah. Well, that's been the knock. That's I'm going to be the one honest thing, with you. That's been the one thing that I've told you about Mac Jones shifting gears to the Patriots about, well, if he's at 15, do you take him? And I kept telling you, well, look, if you like him, if you like him that much, then you take him at 15. I like Mac Jones because I like his intelligence. Now, the knock on him, as we, you and I both said all along, is the one thing you can look at him and criticize him about is there was nobody ever within 10 yards of Smith or Waddle. No. And, and he had loads of protection because he's playing behind all, he's playing behind NFL. Oh, and by the way, talent. he had a first round draft pick running back, too, to hand him right. around and give the ball to on top exactly. of the ball. Exactly. And all, look, you have, think about it like this you have one, two, Three, four, five. And if you include yourself as a quarterback, six guys at the Alabama offense that are going to go in the first round. Am I, am, I, am I overstating that? No, you're not. And by the way, Chris, the wide, wide receivers three and four will be first round draft picks next year. Right. <laughs> so, just so for yeah, the record. Just I mean, for the record. so that's the knock. I mean, that's the knock on Jones to say that. But listen, you know, Lombardi's saying that. And the thing, the thing I was laughing about, and I thought you were going to bring up Lombardi's the same. This is the same guy. This is the same guy that said, if you're not paying, if you're not, if you don't think, all right, what, what was his comment? If you can't see that Nikhil Harry, can make every single catch on the field. He can oh, yeah, he can yeah, he yeah. can run every single route. Then you're just not paying attention, he said. That's what Lombardi had to say about Nikhil Harry when before before uh what was Belichick he drinking? What kind him. of bur- what kind of bourbon was he drinking? So the, you know, I, I get it. I, I have respect for Lombardi, but you know, obviously that take was wrong. And and with the Mac Jones thing, look, I also heard a lot of people say Trey Lance fits what Shanahan likes to do. The only only reason, Chris, I say I'm not sure about Lance is because it's a project project and and, and I I don't think they can keep Garoppolo. So I think you need a quarterback, like you said, Chris, that you can plug in week one. I don't know if Lance is a week one quarterback. Jones, yeah, probably. Fields, yeah, probably. 
Lance. Well, would that be a, would that be a, well, okay. Well, so then if taking Lance, would that be an indication that they say, well, you know what, then we're, we're hanging out the Garoppolo then for the year. But I don't think financially they can, Chris. Well, they can. I mean, they can do well, it. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. They can, but 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 do you know how many guys they'd probably have to release, Chris, to keep two quarterbacks at fifty I mean, million? You know, you know how we feel about the cap. I mean, they can make the they can make no. The it's make believe. I get no. The, it's make believe except for the guaranteed money, though, Chris. It is. Yeah. Every, yeah. And everything else is make believe with that cap. We, we talk about that all the time. It's monopoly money. It's make believe. They can manipulate anything they want. But when it's actually quarterback money like that, it's real. You can't, that can't be, that's not monopoly money. Now okay. you got to try to justify that, right? All right. So now, so, okay, let's say then, well, now the other factor too is, do you feel there's a rift there between uh, Garoppolo and, and, and Shanahan? Oh, absolutely. Did you hear Shanahan's comment? He made the, he slid the comment in. Well, if he's healthy, I think he'll help us this year about Garoppolo. If he's healthy, he dug him. You don't say that at a press conference you're about your own quarterback. You're saying if he's healthy, like you're giving him a dig. But Mark, the problem that he has, I and mean, everybody's always, con- con- you know, criticizing Belichick and all this stuff. The problem that Shanahan has, it's like his father, same way, stubborn, you know, just that, yeah. I, I, you know. And I, that's I'm why not, I think, Rapp- that's, but that's why I think Rappolo's gone because Shanahan don't like him and he's not keeping him. But well, there's two different said, ways. There's two different ways to look at it. And he traded for him, though. Well, you know, it's irritating about he Shanahan. He traded for him, Chris, but I don't th- I think he, he didn't realize what he was getting. I think he, you know, he, he I don't think he, Something happened between the two of them, and, and, and it's. I just think that relationship is over. It's gone. It's done. Yeah, I don't think. He, I think. He, I think he didn't get back on off. Of, I didn't. I think he didn't come back from the ankle injury quicker as quick as Shanahan thought he should have. He didn't. He didn't. You know, and that and that and that's what did it. And nothing pisses coaches off more than that kind of stuff. But here's nope. the thing. No, remember, <laughs> remember the, the, the. I love the Belich. Uh, Remember the Parcells comment with Terry Glenn? She's yeah, doing okay. She's doing okay. Remember the crazy wow. guy? I'll talk about He imagine, couldn't get imagine, away with that now. Imagine you shouldn't have got away with it then. No, but, but he did. But here's here's the thing, Mark. Okay. When when you're talking about, you know, Garoppolo Shanahan, that relationship, the other problem too that 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 Shanahan has is the optics in his own locker room. You know, we keep talking about Belichick and, and his optics in his locker room. How is Shanahan coming across? You had a Kittle. Their best player offensively is Kittle. Do we agree? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You got Kittle coming out and saying, Jimmy's my quarterback. He's my quarter. He's the guy I want to play with. Okay. So now what are you going to do? So you have one or two things happening. And to me, this is the reason why he's gone. He's not going to play another snap for, for San Fran because here's the issue you have. You draft the quarterback third in the draft, you know, ownership and everybody else is the man. They're going to man demand this guy get, get on. You know, you get on the field and play, right? So, and even Chris, if you don't, even if you say, okay, we, even if they keep Jimmy, right? Okay, so you keep Garoppolo. It's week three. He throws three picks. You lose. Now what? Right. And now what you have you, this problem in the doing? locker room. Yeah. What are you doing? Because you now you got guys that are in, in Jimmy's, in, 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 in Garoppolo's camp and corner, like Kittle, guys like that. And now you've got this rookie quarterback that you're going to now put on the field. Who no, Listen, no veterans like rookie quarterbacks. None of them. No team I've ever been on in my life has ever liked a rookie quarterback coming in because they think they're aggregate cocky. They haven't, you know, they haven't paid their dues. It's just how it's seen. Okay. And you're going to have that problem in the locker room. And you know what's going to happen because somebody's going to be aching and pushing for that kid, whether it be Lance, Mac Jones, whatever, to get on that field. So, yeah. And the problem is you can't even wait until. It's not like you can even say, well, we'll wait until, uh, you know, the draft to see who they draft Chris, and see if they move Garoppolo. They're going to have you, to do it before. No, well, they're either, either going to do it before or they're going to do it immediately after. Yeah. He ain't surviving. The, he ain't, he's not surviving 
the draft. If he survives the draft, Chris, I think he'll be going the week after the draft. Yeah. But I think he'll go before the draft. Like you said, Chris, it might be draft night. Maybe draft night they make the move and they pick up like some extra picks because, you know, you're going to want extra capital for the draft, right? So maybe maybe because I remember when we picked up Randy Moss, the, the, the trade happened the night of the draft. So Guapolo may move the night of the draft. And I'm not saying it's New England. It could be the, the, the Bears. It could be the New Orleans. It could be the Denver. They said Denver's interested now. I mean, there's a few teams that'll be in the mix with us if we're well, interested. Uh, well, so now here's that. Let's talk about that. Because the other question now is who's in control over there? Because, you know, well, Guapolo's got the no trade clause. Now. I feel like he's in a lot, has a lot of control of what's going to go on over there. Sure he because does. He's got sure the no trade clause. So if he, if they decide to want to bring him to a team that doesn't, you know, that he's just not happy with. He's just saying, no, that's it. So, you know, he'll move to the team. I think he wants to move to, but to me, the teams, the teams that are on the table. Okay. Are Chicago, Washington, Carolina, New Orleans, and new England. Yeah. So out of those five teams, Mark, what makes sense? Well, I mean, just from a football standpoint, from a football stand, from a football standpoint, Chris, obviously, I think New Orleans would make sense because he's a quarterbacks coach. But, but I, I don't think he, I don't think they're going to spend twenty five million dollars or twenty four million dollars on Garoppolo. I guess you could restructure his deal if you brought him in. You could extend him a couple of years and and, and play around with the money. Okay, I guess. But, but I honestly, Chris, think Peyton. Likes this kid, Jamin Winston. I think he's gonna make him. And I told you this yesterday when you and I were talking last night. I think he—he's this kid. Winston could be an all-pro with Peyton. Which well, because Payton. you, I really we, do. Well, because you paid him now. I mean, you yeah. you you have him in your in your house, and, and now you what are you gonna do? You're gonna kid, bring... you still got the kid Hill, right? Who so you you're like, gonna bring Garoppolo. Like in. I like Hill. You're gonna bring Garoppolo in now, and now you're just gonna make a mess of your lock of your quarterback room. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he. I don't think New Orleans is where he'll. I mean, it's not up. like Winston psyche is really, really, uh, you know. And you got to figure Chris he'd want to go back to Chicago because, like you said, that's he's from that area, right? So yeah, well, to me, I look at it. Chicago like, would probably fit, right? I, 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 yeah, the New Orleans thing. I, I, I like the combination of Garoppolo and Peyton, but I don't think it works because of what they've already done. So that, so to me, I would take Washington and Carolina off the table simply because I think Garoppolo. Unless I don't think, no, I don't think Chicago, he would go there. yeah, unless New England and Chicago are not even interested at all, then then I would say you know then those two would be available. And, maybe and Washington, Washington maybe. is Washington has brought in some receivers, Chris. Right. So no, I understand that, but Washington fit wise, receiver wise, would be okay. They got a good tight end. They got a great defense. But I have to think, Chris, it would be Chicago or New England. But like you said, unless they're not interested, listen. Hot, I find that hard to believe. Listen, Everything Belichick has said about this guy and how much he, uh, whenever Belichick reaps praise on somebody, typically, if he ever gets an opportunity to bring that guy in, he takes him back. If he could ever get Garoppolo, I I just find it hard to believe if the price is right, he's not going to overpay for him. But if the price is right, I, I, I just don't see how he doesn't bring him back. No, see, I think he would overpay for him. All right, maybe you you may be right. I, I okay. think he. I'm so not saying so, I would. So Chris, I think. So let me would. ask you this: So do you? Would you give up the 15th pick in the draft for him? Well, well, well. I'll answer that in a second. But he, here's what I'll say: Ending that thought about Belichick, he went out of his way in 2017. Went out of his way to make everybody know he that this was a tough decision. That San Fran's getting a guy 
you know, yes. what kind of guy they're getting. That's I mean, what he I'm went saying. out of his way yes. to make sure everybody knew that. So, so now if the opportunity presents itself to bring him back, yeah, when I he, think was, he, when he was your when he was your next guy, he was his next guy to take Brady's spot and Kraft got involved. If they say, Oh, give us a second round pick, you're not gonna trade for him. I find it hard no, to listen, believe. I, I I think Belichick will do it. I, I do. I think he's going to end up. I, Mark, you've said it. And I, listen, everybody give Mark props on this. Give him on the chat. Give him everywhere else. Because, Mark, you've said it for forever. This guy's going to end up back on this team again. I remember in 17. I remember when they let him go in 17. You said to me, he's going to end up back on this team again. I know he is. And and, and lo and behold, we're, we're, we're getting close to that point. Now you ask about the cost. You ask me, do yeah. I... Do I would, would you I give, give up, up the 15th no. pick in the draft for him? No. Absolutely not. No, and I don't think Belichick wouldn't do that either. How old there, is no Grappolo, Chris? 29. Okay, so how how what is his window? What do you what do you think he has? If say he stays healthy, and that's a big if, obviously it's a big if, right? He doesn't have a lot of football miles on him. You brought that up yesterday. So he's healthy, he doesn't get, you know, he doesn't have a lot of football miles. Can he give you six years? Six to eight. If all those things are equal out, what you're saying right now. Okay, so. With the way the game is played today. Okay, yeah, so you, if you can get six to eight years out of him, what is that worth? It's not worth it. Listen, it's, I'm, I'm saying no fit, no to 15 because okay. it's not okay. necessary. It all shouldn't right. even be a discussion on the table because two, the 15th pick of the draft isn't necessary. for. Oh, how, about a, how about a 2022 first round pick? Conceivably, if you do what you think you can do with all these guys you brought in, if it's a 30th pick of the draft, do you do that? No. Okay. All right. No, I'll do it for a second, though. Okay. You I'll would you do it for would you do it for a second would you do it for a second in Gilmore? No, I do it for a second and another pick. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. I do that's it for fair. a second and another pick. That's so fair. that's that's what I would do. I would do it for a second and another pick right now, simply because there's still an unknown there too with Garoppolo. You know, yeah, there is. and there not is. to mention yeah. that the market to market the market isn't going to require more than that. And listen, Chris, I I, I think a lot of the, the league looks at him as a systems guy. He fit New England system. He -hmm. went to San Fran. He he did have a little bit of success. He's been injured. To your point, Chris, what is the market for this guy? No one's going out there offering three first-round picks like they did for, like Chicago did for Wilson. No. You know? So, you know. So now, Mark, and we got to get to break, and on the other side, we're going to continue with this Chris, discussion. One, one final thought on but, this, though. Today, Wiggins, the guy who used to be the tight end for New England. Remember Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. He said when when Grappolo was here, the guys in the locker room, some guys that he talked to when he said he won't mention names, questioned his toughness and questioned whether or not he could really be the next guy because they thought he was soft. Well, yeah, Mark, there was no, there's no and, secret and, and, about and, that. And he claims that came out of the locker room. Now, I don't know if those guys are still on the team or not that, that said that when he was here in 17. I, I don't know. There's no secret about that. I mean, everybody, yeah. quite, but Belichick, it pissed Belichick off, too, that he didn't come back from that ankle, that he, that he had to go back, that he left that, you know, he had that four-game, he had that four-game uh, window that Brady was suspended for, yeah. that, he could, that he could show his thing, and he went and got hurt. And I think that really pissed Belichick off a little bit because I think that was Belichick's chance and time to say, "This is our guy now." We're going to just use, like he did with just like guy. he did when 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 Bledsoe went down, right? And 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 Garoppolo didn't afford him that opportunity to do that because of of the injury and and yeah. and yeah. So his, listen, his toughness was questioned then, yeah. which is again why I feel like. No, you don't. You don't come. T- he shouldn't even be smelling, sniffing a first round pick. But the question now too is. 
New England's coming out and saying, and, and we're going to go to break on this, but New England's coming out and saying uh, they have no interest or, you know, there's reports that they have no interest in Garoppolo. I, Chris, Mark, I, I, I thought on, on the other no, side, there's no way posturing posturing, or is that New England's real take? And if that is, if that is just posturing, or if that is New England's real take, then what's the landscape like for Garoppolo? And is it really going to be Cam Newton? We'll talk about that and more on the other side. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's going to give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with more Corso and Catone and Mark on the front side of that, we were talking about, you know, the, this whole Garoppolo thing and, you know, are the, are the Patriots, um, are they posturing at this point? Are they posturing just by saying, Hey, you know, we, we have no interest basically in, in Garoppolo. We're good, you know, with, with what we have right now or whatever they're saying. I, I, Mark, it'd be shocking to me if Belichick is not interested in this guy to get him back in there. What do you think? Chris, like you, you just mentioned it in the last segment, the praise that he 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 put on this man on his way out the door in seventeen, he wanted to let you know how much he thought of him and the fact that it wasn't his decision to make that deal, okay, um, so now all of a sudden you got a chance to bring him back for maybe say a second round pick, or or or, or a second and a fifth or something, what right whatever right something reasonable, and he chooses not to do it. Because he's got Cam Newton, I, I, there's no way, Chris. I, I I just think it's posturing. And I'm going to say this: if for some reason it's not posturing, I, I mean it is posturing. I'm sorry. I don't think it's because he thinks he's all set with Newton. I think it's because he's going to do a, a a draft day shocker and he's going to move way up in the draft, and he's going to trade with. He's going to get into Atlanta's spot and he's going to take a quarterback. Because let's face it, Chris, after San Fran, there's no more quarterbacks coming off the board until Atlanta picks. Then who will it be then? Well, that's what I'm saying. So if we say, if we think it's going to be Mac Jones or Trey Lance and Fields drops, I think Belichick would move up and take, he, he may move up and take Fields. You're that down. Chris, on if, you, Chris if you saw Fields, you got to go, you got to look, you got to watch Fields Pro Day today. Oh, I will say this. I will say that that he's they've constructed this offense in a way that, that would, would fit Fields more than Jones. Fit, that would fit Fields. Yes. You know, when you you bring these two tight ends in the way they did in the offensive yes. line, the way they are in the running game, yeah, that's gonna fit. A, 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 that's gonna fit a Fields. You know, a Trey Lance, a Field. You know, that's that kind of guy versus a Mac Jones. I just like I said. I mean, I I like I, I liked Mac Jones. I, I I because of his intelligence. And if you're depending on the system that you run, if you're New England, no, you no, run the system I agree. That you traditionally but my, run. My, my thing is this, Chris, is if he passes on Garoppolo and he doesn't pull the trigger, and Garoppolo ends up somewhere else, and maybe San Fran keeps him. Maybe San Fran's telling the truth. Maybe they're not going to get rid of him. And if he sticks in San Fran for another year, well, that's the other thing too. A lot of people, a lot of people are out there basically saying, well, look. 
go ride with Cam Newton. You got these guys and go get up Garoppolo in the and just get them for year. you're going to get them for cheaper and and it's going to cost a hell of a lot less money and all and this so, and, 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 people, and, and, and people on the flagship are saying, well, that's Bill. Bill will wait it out a year. He's stubborn. He'll care. He'll wait a year with Cam and then he'll go get his he'll go he'll go get Garoppolo at the end of the year. You know what, Chris? You can listen. do that. Listen, you you know, like this is how stupid they are. But then they, yeah. I hear I hear that and then they say, well, well, if you're going to do that, then why make all these moves? I mean, like. You know, why don't you save the money the next year? Like, these are the people. These people, Mark, drive me freaking insane. They drive me bananas because what kind of horse's ass freaking comment is that to say, well, the watch just hold on to the money and spend it all next year? Yeah. Because who's the free agent market like next year? What's the tight end free agent market like next year? What's the offensive line? What's the defensive line? What's the linebacker market like? Who's out there? Who's coming free? You know? What's the salary? What's his well, salary? I will, cap t- I will, I will tell. Like, I will tell you this, Chris. These guys are you ain't these ever, guys are signed. I will tell you this: unless you get so, you draft the tight end, the tight end market. This was the best tight end market you're going to get for a long time because all the other tight ends in the league are under contract for extended periods of time. All well, that's what I'm saying. That's why that's league. so you're not getting those, a tight end in free agency. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's why those comments piss me off because like, oh, just well, hold on to all the money. Because well, the, the guy with the creamsicle don't even know who's going into free agency. That imbecile. Imbecile Murray with the creamsicle sweatshirt. But the thing is, again, like I said, Mark. Yeah, I can't even. I can't. You know what? I can't. We we. I hit. The, I I beat the hell out of those guys last week. But to say to sit there and say, well, just hold all your money till next year. That's so ignorant. It's such an ignorant way of looking at free agency, looking at how to build your roster. It's not like you're signing these guys all to one year deals and then they're all gone. Yeah. These guys are signed to multiple deals, multiple years. There's only a couple yeah. of guys that are on a two year deal. I mean, everybody else is three, four years or four years. It really is three. I mean, yeah. uh. you have guys there. So, yeah, if you did wait and want to get Garoppolo back and ride it with Cam Newton for the year, yeah, you could do that. And that doesn't make what you did this offseason uh, pointless. Yeah, that's just stupid. That's just a that's just a, a completely ignorant way of looking at it. And I've spent too much time giving them too many props anyway to, 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 to uh, about their stupidity and their, their dumbass takes. So, yeah. Mark. Then if it's not, if they're not going to do this, okay? I mean, listen, you you know what I want them to do, okay? I mean, and, I, and I've and i made no, I've made, I, I've not here been we, quiet here, about this. Here we go. Here I've we not go. been quiet about this. Here we go. You know, I, I, I've not been quiet Joe, about this. Joe, here we go, Joe. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, go ahead, Chris. I, I, I want them to call, to pick up the phone, pick up the phone. Nick, Nick. Listen, Nick, it's Bill. Listen, Nick, it's Bill. Listen, I see all the problems you got going on down there, Nick. And um, why don't you let us take this guy off your hands? Okay. He's got all kinds of legal trouble happening right now. Why don't we take him off your hands? We'll give you a two. We'll give you a three next year. You know, or maybe we'll give you another two next year. Bring him up here. We'll deal with it. You know, it's a headache you guys don't need. Mark. Well, Chris, I, would, I will tell you this. I would give up the 15th pick in the draft for him. I understand I he may have to sit for a little while until his legal troubles get straightened out, but I'm okay with that. When you go with Newton, and you got him sitting there waiting for the next For those of you years. who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about uh, Deshaun Watson in Houston that I want the Patriots to trade for. Now, before everybody chats in and stops telling me uh, – you know, it's before he's before a disgusting. Everybody... He's a disgusting human being. He's got 19 charges against him. before. And, 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 and real quick, uh, our, our buddy backs, 
uh, types in, wants to know, Corso Cotone, do you, and we're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA at the end, uh, Bax, but wants to know, do we think Gonzaga can actually be beaten this year? I don't no. know. They're up 20 points right now, Mark. No. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I picked against them, but no. Bax, I think Illinois is supposed to beat them, right? Oh, shut up. <laughs> do I think they can be beaten? No, I don't think they're going to be beaten. Listen, the college basketball is all about matchups, and They've got Illinois caught a, a team that they, they that was the one team you didn't they didn't want to probably have to face. They faced them. They lost to them. It's all about styles and matchups. It's not like the NBA. It's different. College is different. And if you watch the college game, there's only maybe one or two teams that could have given Gonzaga a game. They've been knocked out. Gonzaga is going to roll to this championship, I think. Backs, backs. Do you know what we call what Mark just did in this industry? We call it backpedaling. Any backpedaling, I'm telling you, I'm educating you about college basketball. You don't watch it, Chris. Yeah, that's called backpedal. That's, you that's picked, what you picked the one team. You're a front runner. You picked the one team. The entire country picked. They're still there. Oh, they're still they're there. Still, I also I feel like UCLA. There. They're still hanging around. Yeah, they're hey. going to get this smacked in the face tonight. Look, look. All look, I know look is around, look, to... look, look over your back shoulder. How gorgeous are those red jerseys and a black hawk? All right, here we go. We're, we're going to get into that again. You know, once again, you're getting off track, and then you know <laughs> you're going you're going to get us off track, and we're going to go over, and Joe's going to get pissed off <sighs> again at us. So let's, and then I'm going to forget the sponsors again. Okay, that's what's going to happen. So, listen, look, all I can and, and uh, plenty of other teams do this. Okay, where you bring a guy in, you say, look, everything that happened happened before he got here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's your out. Mark, look, I'm not condoning. I listen. I'm Chris, not, if it I, was here's to... my th- Chris, here's my thing. If it was one or two or three, 19 people have come forward. Now I just don't know if anybody's going to touch that. He, this kid, I, I don't know. If, even the teams that I think that were in the hunt trying to get him, I, I don't know if anybody will touch him now. But to your point, though, now you could probably swoop in and get him. But but I don't know if anyone's going to touch him. Well, let, let me let me let me tell you my thought as to why and what I would do. So be, before anybody tells me, you know, you you are moral sob, okay, that you're that you're condoning. I listen. For, tell me what he did then, because I I don't know. Maybe I just I don't read. The, I don't the know attorney, what he did. you're the attorney. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll give you that perspective in a second, but. I'm not there. I don't know what happened. I don't know all the facts. I, nothing's been released to me to read and see and reports. Or I don't know what any of this is. I haven't read the lawsuits. So all these guys that are talking about this on all these slot shows and talk shows and all this stuff about, you know, how bad of a guy is it and all this stuff and we'll smoke this fire and all this other crap. I haven't read one single item. I don't know. He denies it. The other side's adamant. I have no clue what went on there. All I know is this. Okay. And I don't know what's going to shake out. Now, you ask me from a legal standpoint, the way I look at these types of situations is the more you have, the more of them you have, okay, the less fee- the, the, the less it seems likely, it, it just seems like coming out of the wood now. Now, you know my thought on, on, and maybe he was doing things and going to places, and maybe he was calling craft for some locations and places to go and things like that, and it's along those lines of some of the things he was doing and now people are getting on board and coming after this guy. I don't know if it's that. And I don't know if he's just a despicable human being that has done nasty things to people and, 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 and wrong and wronged people. Okay. I have no idea. That's not for me to decide. Okay. But typically when I see 20 lawsuits, 20 lawsuits, that's a lot, Mark. That's quite a bit. Something, something is, is fishy in that. And it has to be. 
You know, well, no, the, 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 either Houston, you got either Houston, you got a problem, either yeah. you have a problem, which he may have, he may have a problem, or or something's wrong on the other side. Either way, I still have not, I still have yet to see any type of indictment. I've yet to see any type of formal uh, long form charge. Well, the Houston, the Houston Police Department said no evidence has been produced yet. Okay, so again. If tw- if you're telling me that 20 people are accusing him of sexually assaulting them, so Chris, I was reading. How is there article. not a police report so Chris, somewhere? Chris, listen. So yesterday I was reading an article. One of the girls who did not come forward, she's not one of the 20. Yeah, yeah, the, the 20. Gave the mm-hmm. gave the expose. To was the 20th? It was 19 that came forward, and she's she the was 20th. the 20th, but she's not filing a claim. Right. Yeah. She said that she was giving a massage, this and that, and he, he removed the towel, which is you're not supposed right. to do. Obviously, it's inappropriate. I get it. And 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 evidently he he was a little excited. And 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 I guess yeah. things she happened. said things, mm-hmm. but he was he was doing things in the ear. He did never touched her, never tried to touch her. He was he was he was doing things in the ear, uh, with with with, with his hips, whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. gonna get graphic or anything. Right. And and. She said to him to calm down and, and they, they exchanged words. And then he said, well, you know, you could move this if you want. And she said, which was totally inappropriate. But it's not like nothing happened between the two of them. There was no no, um, um, I don't think assault that occurred based on her description. Yeah. Yeah, didn't look, they, 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 there was not what did what he do? Was it was it inappropriate? Yeah, it was inappropriate. You shouldn't be removing your towel and doing all that nonsense. Right? Absolutely but, not. But they, they, that's. Not not acceptable, and it, it, that that's awful. But she didn't describe an assault, which legally, from your standpoint, Chris, that wouldn't classify an assault, correct? Listen, low. There there are versions of assault that can be that, yes. that can start from verbal and things like that. And once again, listen, I, and I want everybody out there to understand, Mark and I are not condoning any of this stuff. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. No. The point we're trying to make is we're a sports show. Okay, yeah. I don't know what happened. I know what that one person said. Okay, 19 others could be different, could be more egregious, less egregious. I have no idea. My point is this. Since I don't know all the facts, I'm not going to pass judgment on either side. Okay, I'm just telling you legally what I've seen in the past with the more of these that come out in that setting, in that environment, it tends to be piling on. That's all I'm saying. Okay, from that, I'm not saying that this case is that particular situation or not. I have no idea. Now, from a football standpoint, okay, from a sports standpoint, I say this to the, 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 the people out there that say, what's the matter with you? How do you go touch this guy right now with all this going on? Here's how one. He's not my moral compass. OK, Deshaun Watson is not my moral compass, nor is any other professional athlete on this earth. They don't raise my children. No. And I do. So I'm not looking to these guys to show me the right way to be in life or not be. I'm not, and I'm not condoning some of the things these guys do. There are governing bodies that deal with that. That's not who that's not my job. OK, my job isn't to, to, to try and convict these people. OK, that's somebody else's job to do. And I assume they'll do their job. I assume the NFL will look into this, do an investigation and figure out what happened or didn't happen. And they'll act accordingly. And if the NFL deems that this person shouldn't be playing professional football anymore, be part of their organization, then I'll accept that. And they'll and that'll happen and that will play itself out. If the legal process in Houston decides this is someone who needs to be taken out of the public and put into behind bars or needs to be something else needs to be done or given treatment or whatever. Then I'll accept the system as it plays out and and including these lawsuits. Fine. But when it comes to a football standpoint, if I see an opportunity for New England to get a, a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, okay, 
I'm not, I, if chat in, if you disagree with me, don't let me know. Tell me that, you know what, Corso, you're a scumbag. That's it. Fine. Tell me. But I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't, these guys are not my moral compass. Okay. We're a sports show. We're talking about football. We're talking about what, the, what, what can this human being provide on the field until such time as somebody plucks him off the field and says, you're not allowed here anymore. That's not my job to do. Okay. My job is to bring you this information and give us our take on what I think. And if I think then we can walk in there and get this guy for a one or a two twos or a three, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to wait till it hits rock bottom and I'm calling Casario and I'm saying, we'll take him. And even if he doesn't play for a year, I'm taking him. He's a 10 year guy. He's a guy that can, can solidify this team for 10 more years. And if he goes to jail, you really have a PR issue. Well, you know what? If he ends up going to jail and he ends up having a problem, look, New England had the same facts that everybody else has right now. That's, that's true. I mean, New that's England true. has the same facts that Houston. And, and I will well, say, and I uh, okay, yeah, okay. Then yeah. are they, uh, is it more of a PR nightmare than Houston? But okay, if, if that if that is, and I know we're off the topic now, and we wanted to get to the Patriots draft. But you know what, Mark? If if that's the measure, then shouldn't Houston have released him already? Yeah, they should have. I mean, if, if, yeah, if you're going to look at it and say, well, you got a PR nightmare if this guy ends up going to jail. Well, then why isn't Houston releasing him? Hey, the Patriots have the same information and intel, probably less than Houston has as to what the hell's oh, going oh, on. Positively, Apollo, positively, we got less positively. So then if New England makes a play for him and something happens and he goes away, well, then, you know. All right. So so so. All right. So so Watson, somebody you would you would pursue if you could steal him cheap. OK, so now what do you do with the 15th pick of the draft? To me, okay. So if if you pick it, because now they pick a fifteenth, right? There are, there are guys that I look at and say, like right now, there's one mock draft, okay, that talks about this. And I know Joe, we're gonna go a little bit over, and uh, and we're gonna Chad's gonna we're gonna Chad's gonna join us on the expert hotline on the other side of this. We're gonna talk about the uh, NASCAR minute. So uh, Chad, if you're if you're in the room, hang on just for a minute. Listen to some good football talk. Um. This mock draft, you know, there and there are a million of them all over the place. But look, it's Lawrence, it's it's Zach Wilson, it's Trey Lance to the 49ers, it's Kyle Pitts, it's it's um, the uh, offensive tackle from Oregon, okay, yep. going to Cincinnati. It's Chase, uh, the wide receiver, uh, who I, I like Smith better, but anyway, um, it's the LSU uh, going to Miami. Then you got Detroit. Now, now in this mock draft, Parsons ends up with Detroit at number seven. Yep. When I think there are some mock drafts that have him going in the in the twenties somewhere because of his off any off field issues. But that's one guy to highlight. Hold him in place for a minute. Parsons. Then Justin Fields, Slater, um, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern, Sertain. Um I keep every time I think of Pat Sertain, you know, think of the other Mark, we're too old. Think of the father. father. Yeah, Yeah. we're getting old kid. That Alabama uh corner. Then you got Mac Jones. Okay, via trade, um, you know, via the Giants, Chicago takes Mac Jones. Then you got the Eagles taking Horn, the Chargers taking Smith. Um, what are we taking? Tucker, Waddle? Tucker, the offensive line, and then here comes New England at fifteen, and they take Waddle. Okay, and I'd, and I'd be thrilled, thrilled if Waddle now, fell in our lap. Thrilled. The three guys that I really am looking at right now, okay, are Smith, Waddle, and Parsons. Okay, those are the Smith, three guys Smith that I gonna, feel. Smith is never dropping the 15, Chris. Well, listen, they got him in this mock. They got him dropping. They have him going uh, 13. Okay. So it's close. Well, Chris, well, listen, so you got, listen, if the five quarterbacks are going to go, right, 
and everybody says Pitts is going, and that offensive lineman is going. So you got seven guys, Chris, that are going to go pretty much guaranteed top ten. You got se- those seven guys in every draft I've seen. Those seven right. guys, the five quarterbacks, um, P- Pitts, uh, Pitts Tain, no Pitts, the offensive lineman, yep. and Chase. I'm sorry, Chase. Those eight guys are guaranteed to go in the top ten, guaranteed. Right. So there's only so many spots left, Chris. Somebody's going to fall in your lap, whether it's Waddle, whether it's Parsons. Somebody's dropping in your lap. Fields. I don't think Fields is going to go. Well, they got him going to Carolina. They got him going to Carolina eight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The quarterbacks are going to go. So, okay. So if all the quarterbacks go and and, uh, the the, the Oregon, what is it? Is it Sewell? Um, and if they, you get Garopp- and if you get Garoppolo, who he is? If the yeah, every mock draft has that offensive tackle going in the top ten too. Yeah, you know, every Chase. every every mock draft I've seen has right. that. But what's what's not clear is Parsons. Yeah, Mark, listen, I think that there's a possibility that Parsons is sitting there, the kids or, are, or the kids Smith, stu- or the kids are stud. Okay, so then before we go, so to what break, happens if you got the a wide, one of those wide receivers you like and Parsons? Who do you take? Which ones again? Give me the names. If you've got, say, hypothetically, Waddle or Smith and Parsons. You take Smith. Okay. Smith all day. Okay. All what day. about Waddle and Well, you Parsons? look at it like this. Look at it this way. What about Waddle and Parsons? Well, because I think Smith is a better receiver. Look. Uh, oh, well, you, I'm sorry. Um, you, if it's just Waddle or Parsons. Yeah. See, that's a little tougher for me because here's why. I like Waddle's good, you know, Given what, given the situation with Harry and maybe Edelman, maybe Edelman not being there or, or getting released, you need Waddle's a true slot guy. You know, he would make a lot of sense for them to take a true slot guy. Waddle can go and go to the outside too, Chris. He can do it, but he's going to be an interior. He's going to be a slot guy. It's hard for me to take. The, anytime I'm looking at wide receiver versus linebacker in this day in this game today, usually, usually the the, the wide receivers should win out. Because it's much tougher to find, it's much tougher to find uh, uh, an all-pro wideout than it is a, a linebacker, you know. But yeah. I'll tell you something else: this dude Parsons, he's fast, aggressive, tough. I mean, he chases quarterback. He can play in. He can play out. He can get sideline to sideline. He's everywhere. I don't think you could go wrong if 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 on draft day you and I are uh, uh, doing our show and 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 they go ahead and those two guys are on the board and they take Parsons over Waddle. I'm not going to throw something at the TV. No, over that no. But if Smith is there and, and Parsons, Parsons is there and they don't take Smith, then I am going to throw something at the TV. Okay. Because I think this kid, uh, I, I think Smith is, he's just dangerous. That dude's a dangerous playmaker. You know what I mean? I, you know, put it, put it this way. If the Chargers get him at 13, this Herbert's going to be, Oh, you got to play with Keenan Allen, yeah. Mike Williams, and now you're going to put Smith on that team? Yeah, Kansas City, look out in that division. Honestly, look out. Coming off the uh, the, 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 the the slump, coming off the uh, Super Bowl loss. So yeah, Mark, you know we want. I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to the draft order and a, and a couple of other things. We didn't. We didn't get a chance to. We got to get the break now. Um, but yeah, Mark, I think you're right. I mean, if those guys are there on the board. Um, that's who I would take. Absolutely. That's who I would take. Uh, and so for next week, Mark, we'll save, we'll save the draft positions. Okay. Because I want I do want to talk about who new England has in house now in their quarterback room, running back room, wide receiver, 
defensive yeah. back and linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. And we need okay. to talk about that and who they should take and where. But at 15, yeah, Mark, those three guys are the guys I'm thinking about. Smith, Waddle, uh, Parsons. And if none of those guys are there, you got to th- you got to think about the quarterback. You got to. You have to, if you like a quarterback and you really like a quarterback in this draft, you have to think about it. Because if none of those three guys are there, Mark, that means what, then there should be a quarterback left then. Well, there right? will be. Yeah, if those three guys are all gone, there'll be a quarterback left. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and on the other side, we'll talk. We want to get to uh, our expert uh, take on the NASCAR Minute on the other side. And uh, Mark has a couple comments on the 17-game schedule. All that and more, Corso and Catone, after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with Corso and Catone. And uh, Mark, on that front side, we were talking a lot about, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Watson and, and, and what New England would do on, um, you know, what New England would do. On that uh, at that 15th pick, and and I know Mark, you wanted before we bring Chad in. I know that you wanted to uh, talk a little bit about that 17th game. Tell everybody what what yeah, they made what's some changes. So the NFL made some changes. So they passed this. So uh, they've been negotiating back and forth on whether they wanted the, they wanted that extra games. They finally added the 17th game, and what that'll do is that's going to extend the season by um, an extra week, and it's going to push the Super Bowl back to the second week of February. And it's going to push um, the regular season back to January 9th. That weekend will be the last weekend of the NFL season. And it's going, that 17th game, Chris, is going to, they're going to take a team from the NFC who finished in the same position as you in their division. And it turns out it's going to be the NFC East this year. So we're going to play the Cowboys. That's not, that's not bad. We're going to play the Cowboys. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'll take it. Hey, more, more, Mark, more football. You know, more football is better. More football is better, football, don't you think? And the only thing I'm not crazy about, Chris, is the, 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 they changed the format for the wild card weekend where they had three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. I love that. It was all day football, right? It, we were like junkies sitting there watching football games. For, right. You're drooling on yourself by the end of the last game. Yeah. But they did, they're now going to do two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. And one game on Monday. I love it. Right? So, I love that, so it. because Monday is, I believe, is going to be, um, I believe the Monday is Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. So most of the people around the country don't work on They're that day. They're off anyway. They're yeah. off. So so they must figure it'll be a ratings bonanza. Hey, that's a nice treat on, uh, you know. I don't know okay what time day. I don't know what time the game will be. I, I, I'm assuming it'll so be. So it'll a, still be the same playoff game. format. This will be the same seven teams, format. seven per side, and one by. Seven bye. per side, one by. Yep. Excellent, excellent. Well, Mark, you know I'm looking forward to that, and what I'm also looking forward to is our NASCAR minute, which is happening now. Joe, let him in. 
Joining us now on the uh, on the expert hotline is Chad Campbell, our NASCAR expert. Chad, welcome in to the show today. How are you? Good. How you guys doing? Oh, hey, you know what, Chad? We're living the dream. I got I got all kinds of people that are pissed off at me now because uh, I'm telling I'm saying to the country to uh, for us to go and trade for um, Deshaun Watson. So I think I'm I think I'm going to be excommunicated from the show. You know. <laughs> we appreciate you coming hey, on. I, uh you know listen yesterday i'll tell you what I, that race yesterday looking at uh, and i say yesterday because they ran that they ran the uh truck and the uh the cup race uh on monday i think weather had something to do with it why it didn't go on sunday uh but they were, ran this dirt race in bristol and i'll tell you what I didn't know what to expect from it, Chad. And, um, you know, I figured there'd be some slipping and sliding. I, I know there would be a lower speed that they were running at, but, uh, I was, man, that was exciting. And then, then they made an announcement that Bristol's going to do it again next year. I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, Joey Logano won the, ended up winning the race, but give me your impressions of that race. <laughs> I, I, I could do without it. I'm not a big fan of that stuff with, with these cars. They're just not made to run on the dirt, but I mean, yeah, for some, some people, it definitely is exciting. Cause they, you know, there is a lot, none, none of those cars are, are in one piece when they leave that track. So that, that part of it's exciting, but I've never been one to like Rex. I just like to see him run the race and, and the best man win. I knew Chris, I knew he was going to say that because I don't know Chad very well, but he, he strikes me as a purist. Yeah, he's a traditionalist. Yeah. He's traditional. He's a purist. He's a traditionalist. I knew he wasn't going to like that race. I knew it. Yeah. No, I right. knew it too. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? I loved it. Of course you liked I mean, it. it, it you know, it, it it was it was different. It was it was exciting, you know, a lot of exciting parts to it. But but to me it's just those thirty four hundred pounds of machinery isn't made to be running around on dirt like that. But you know, other other than that, it, it, there was a lot of exciting parts to it. So the fa most of the fans seem to like it. So that's why they're going to do it again, I guess. So tell me, you know, I tell you, I felt bad for the fans that were in the stands because every single time they stopped, and there were a lot of cautions, as expected as you would expect, they would be running on dirt, sliding all over the place. Um, but you know, every time they got going again, there seemed to be a lot of kick up and dust and dirt, and everything was lining up. But I, I tell you what, those people seem to love life over there. Uh, but but maybe uh, a lot and, of those people and when you're life. there, yeah, when you're there, it's not like being at a local dirt track. The dirt, it's not. You can see a lot better in person. Like it, the cameras make it seem a lot worse. But uh, I mean, it's definitely you definitely leave there with uh, looking like a raccoon if you're wearing sunglasses. That's for sure. <laughs> so tell me. For a race like that, okay, to happen, and I know they brought in what, like, two thousand truckloads of dirt or something like that, right? Uh, you know, what needs to be done in order to now? That's the regular, the Bristol track is the normal track they run on, right? Right. Okay, what it needed to be done to get this to, to have this happen? Well, I know they, you know, like, like any place, you know, going back to days that you know working for the Diamondbacks there on the field, you know, they got to have a layer to protect the surface that they always use, so. I guess they brought in, I guess they put uh, two inches of sawdust uh, to cover the track before they laid all the other stuff down. Uh, and, and from what they were saying, uh, it looked like they had, they used uh, precise, you know, like GPS even. They used GPS on those, uh, on, the, on the trucks to make sure they got the dirt exactly where they wanted. I guess they said to us in 
five one hundredths of an inch or something like that. So it's it's a uh, uh, there's a lot of water. There's a lot of it that you saw some of that equipment they used to uh, you know to get it ready to go with those those big with the big old metal spike type things that they're rolling around on there, you know, and they got the, they got the, the cars that they run around on there, you know, hundreds of laps to get the dirt packed down. So yeah, it's a lot, I guess they said they started at seven o'clock uh, Sunday night once the rain stopped and worked all the way through until Monday morning. So, I mean, those guys worked got what 10, 12 hours and straight just to get it, to get it back to where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, and Mark, there was a, that you know the, the rain didn't help matters on s- Sunday either. You know that complicated things too. But uh, so so Chad, when we talk about a race like this, okay, because yeah, it was it was real popular. Everybody watched it. It was you know the speed difference. I mean, what are we talking about? Like, first, of all, like, what a normal speed at Bristol would be what? Uh, they they'll run fourteen second laps there, and these laps were they were over twenty. I think they were around twenty one seconds. So, so you're looking at. What's that in miles uh, yeah, you're per looking, hour? I mean, the, yeah, they were Mark doesn't, look like they Mark got Please, come on, Chris. Really? <laughs> well, look, yeah, they're they're running about. Look like they got up to close to ninety yesterday, and they'll be they usually on that asphalt. They'll be running close to one twenty, one thirty. Mark, wouldn't you love to go 80, 90 miles an hour in the dirt smashing? You know, oh, yeah. I mean, it's only half a mile. You know, it's the world's fastest half a mile. So they baked that thing, which to me, I was curious how the dirt was going to stay, how they got the dirt to stay on there because it's banked so high. It's like 25 degrees, I think, in those turns. So, so the, the, I think, the banking, they, I mean, they, the banking, where the banking was, you could see that the cars weren't going up there because there was no traction. So the, the dirt stayed up there but the center of the track you could start to see the, the the pavement coming up and coming through right yeah you could see that where the those holes are coming out i mean there yeah. wasn't there wasn't that bad the the hard surface the regular surface wasn't even close they they covered no. that but it yeah. was definitely coming out to where it was a lot a lot more rough where yeah. you know on a regular track they put the stuff called they put a traction compound down so you can run different lines where on the dirt, you can't really do that. So you, yeah, they're up there on the top where they got all the, the loose dirt and the rubber. They, they, you get up in those pebbles there and you'll start, like they call it, as you heard them call it a few times, uh, jump the cushion. You know, they, they got up there and they would, they would get like Christopher Bell tried right off the bat and, uh, he, he was out of the race real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could see at the end when Logano made, and by the way, the New England guy, and the Wingland guy won the, won the race yesterday, of course. And you start dealing with dirt, dust, and, and filth, and, you know, the Wingland <laughs> guy shows up, right? To win it. Get, get down and dirty in there. <clears throat> you could see when yeah. that happened that, that Logano took that low line, and, and it looked yeah. like true. Hamlin Logano, tried. Hamlin tried to go up high, and it <laughs> yeah. didn't work out too well. Didn't for work him. out. No. So, no. No, yeah. So, yeah, so Chad, listen, it, it, it was popular. I know they're going to do it again. I, I and I know much to your dismay, you're a purist, and I get that. But but it is it is fun for the novice uh, to be watching that. Now, listen, and the last thing I'll ask you, and Mark and I were talking about this yesterday too. For the first time since 2014, there's seven different winners. Okay, um, you know of, of, of these races that have gone so far this year, seven different winners. Normally, you have multiple winners: Harvick, Bush you know, Hamlin, Truex, some of these guys, what, what do you, I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and we've been talking about this. What are you attributing this to? Why, why is this such parody like this? In my opinion, I just think the, the, um, you know, those early races with those young guys winning and, and stepping up and, and performing well, 
that's the biggest part of it. But I think as the season goes on, uh, you're going to see these. It's not going to happen this way much longer. You're going to have uh, the same guys winning some races. But, uh, you know, I, I just yeah, I think the young guys come up and, and stepped up and ran really well there at the beginning. And uh, and they're going to win some more races, too. But uh, I think you're you're not going to get more than, uh, in my opinion, you're not going to get more than 14 or 15 winners. That would be that would be at the high side of it. You know, it's just one of those things like 2014, they didn't have more than more than 16 winners that year either. It's just, uh, uh, I don't want to say a fluke, but I just think the young guys, the young guys just stepped up and then they're going to keep stepping up and, and win some races. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have eight, eight different winners with uh, Kyle Bush winning uh, in two weeks in Martinsville, but uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So, you know, and there's no race this weekend, but coming up um, is Martinsville. Preview that race. What should we expect, and uh, what kind of track is that? It's it's it, it, they call it the paperclip. It's just uh, another half mile, but it's a lot more flat than than Bristol. So it's going to be uh, slower speeds uh, than than Bristol normally. It's probably similar to what you saw here, but obviously they're not going to be sliding around sideways. Uh, but you'll see guys. Uh, you know, this is a good track for Bush. Uh, you know, good track for um, you know the older guys that have ran that a lot, and you get a you get a nice big hefty grandfather clock for the trophy. So a lot of guys want to win that, and uh, it's a you're gonna have your higher horsepower, so it's gonna be in the hands of the drivers here. So I think look for one of the guys like Bush or Truex Hamlin, one of those guys will come out with the win there. Well, that's that's great, Chad, and we we, we want to be sure to have you back on after that race so you can recap yeah. and 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 for the purists that you are, they'll be back on they'll be back on uh, asphalt again or whatever, the hard track and with, you'll be ready to go. Seven hundred and fifty horsepower, maybe that's what I like to see. <laughs> there you go, pal. Well, listen, Chad, thanks again for joining thanks, us uh, on on the Expert Hotline. Uh, we'll talk to you again real soon, Chad. Take care. All right, Chris and Mark. See you. Bye, Chad. Thanks. That's Chad Campbell on the expert hotline for our NASCAR minute brought to you by studio 42 designs in North Providence, Rhode Island. Mark, listen, I want to ride on the dirt. I want to get, listen, I want to get in a car. You know like what I, I knew he wouldn't like it. You know what I want to do? I want to get in one of those uh, demolition. We know those demolition derbies where you get on the dirt and you get in those cars and you just start smashing into everything you can find. That's what I want to do. You got to get a car. I'll get a car. Joe, can you set that up? Get three cars for us to get into the next demolition derby. Three cars coming up. All right, let's go. So, Mark, listen, um, before we get to our final break of the night, I know we want to talk to base baseball. Two days from now um, is two days, right, Mark? Two days from now? Yeah, opening days, day? Thursday's opening day. Is opening day. I know it doesn't sometimes doesn't feel like it, does it? It doesn't seem to be a ton of hype around baseball right now. No, there doesn't. Um, Unfortunately, because I'm a base, I like baseball, but I know. And it looks like the Red Sox, you know, may I be having some COVID issues too. But uh Mark, preview, preview. I mean, the teams that matter to us, obviously, are the Red Sox and the Yankees. So Mark, Sox, take it away. So so the Red Sox, Chris, obviously they, 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 their issue is going to be pitching, right? Especially starting pitching. Um, their lineup. So the, the lineup has some guys that, that, that'll hit, right? So you, you got Bogarts, obviously, at shortstop. He's going to hit. Deb is at third base. He's going to hit, right? Supposedly, um, the first baseman is Bobby Dalback, right? He hit five home runs in spring training, two grand slams. He's a rookie. They're saying this kid could be a candidate for rookie of the year. He, I, I don't remember where they got him from, but he, he's gonna hit. And they said they're gonna bat him eighth or ninth in the lineup. He could be eighth, batting eighth or ninth and getting 30, 35 home runs. So th th that's gonna be something definitely, um, to watch with the Red Sox. Their outfield, Chris. I'm gonna name three guys. Tell me who, if you uh, Frenchy Cordero, 
They go from Kansas obvious. City. Yeah. They, go, they made that big, that blockbuster deal with Kansas City where they went and got yeah. rid of, uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Attendee. Frenchie Cordendi, Frenchie Cordero, Hunter Renfro, and Alex Verdugo. That's their outfield. When they won the World Series, you I've had, gone, we've gone listen, to bed with, with, with happier. With, Red Sox fans Chris, were going to bed with nice, calmer thoughts than that, right? Chris, they won the World Series. They had Mookie Betts. Yeah, the Killer Bees, right? Ben Attendee and Bradley. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. All of them. The Killer Bees, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And Mark, they have COVID issues too, no? They have COVID issues. Then Chris, their, their number one pitcher, which I I thought was Avaldi, but but they kept saying it was going to be this Eduardo Rodriguez. Well, all of a sudden he's got a dead arm. Yeah. So he's not even he's not even gonna he's on the shelf to start the season. And then you got Avaldi, who's had two Tommy John surgeries, so health's always a concern with him. So so what he gives you. You know, you're gonna hope he stays sales healthy. on the shelf. So sales on the shelf. You won't see sale until maybe June, July. And then I you told you, I don't think we're gonna see him at all this season. But go ahead. Yeah. Then you got wait a minute. Then you got Garrett Richards, Martin Perez, and Nick Pavetta. I I, I don't even you know. Is it Nick Pavetta? Is it Nick Pavetta a former NBA official? Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> listen, listen. And I, you know, I'm a baseball guy. I like baseball. I don't. I, I I'm struggling to even know who these guys are. Yeah, in the starting rotation, and then they, they, for, for the bullpen is a bunch of you know mismatched guys, but they, they got the kid Bonds as a closer who who potentially could be a good closer, and you got the guy that right, the Yankees gave him <laughs> out of Vito. So Mark, we 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 what should the Red, what should Sox, Red Sox, Sox fans I predict, expect? I predict well, I predict the Red Sox are probably going to finish fourth. And my, my 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 prediction is the five team race. You've got the Yankees, you've got Toronto. You've got the 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 um the Rays. <clears throat> you got the Red Sox in Baltimore. I think the Red Sox are going to finish fourth. Okay. And my, so, my prediction. My prediction is they'll finish fourth in that division. I don't think they're good enough to beat. Obviously, the Yankees. They're not good enough to beat Toronto. And I think Tampa Bay. Even though Tampa Bay made some dumb decisions in the offseason, I still think they got enough to finish ahead of the Red Sox. So for Boston fans, it's going to be. I mean, are they a five hundred team or are they better than five hundred team? I think they're going to be right around 500, Chris. If, if, if just because of the starting pitching, I mean, they might win 80 games, 81. I, I I can't see them winning much more than 80 games because I just don't think they have the starting pitching. From a from a from a from a a a, a, a team a two with a two hundred two hundred million dollar payroll. I mean, it's just it's sickening, and I get why it's sickening to Red Sox fans. You know, I mean, look, Mark, look, we love we love football, and we talk, but it's a baseball town, man. I mean, the Red Sox. It's a baseball town, and, and, and these, they love and and they love hockey. I know it's we talk Patriots all the time, but it's a baseball town. Nothing will ever replace the the Red Sox. Will always be. It's a Red Sox town, and, and when they play, when they're playing well and they're winning, it's that, that's you know. And so, Red Sox fans right now are ready are ready to jump. They are. I mean, they 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 they're on. Well, I just read you that starting lineup. Kiki Hernandez is going to be the second baseman. Well, so now moving on to that. The shortstop's one of the best in baseball, right? Bogots. But yeah. how you didn't build your team around Mookie Betts, he was one of the top, he's one of the top three players in baseball. I, definitely top three, maybe top two. You don't build your team around him? Give him no, the and money. You, and you have, Give and you him have the money. This, you have a small market GM. Yeah, well, not you, know? you do. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So, so now moving to the top of that division then. All right, let's get to the, let's get to our, let's get to our guys now. Yep. You know? What do you foresee with this team? 
Well, so for the Yankees, Chris, I think their lineup is loaded. Obviously, we know what their lineup is, right? You got Sanchez. Well, Sanchez had a great spring training. Is this the year where he finally puts up those offensive numbers that everyone expects he can put up? Let's hope. I would hope right? so Let's because hope. we've been Let's waiting hope. for it. We've been waiting, right? And then you got, you know, you got Lemayu at second base. You got, you got, uh, you know, you you have Glaber Torres at shortstop. You got a Scheller at at third base. The outfield, you got Hicks, Judge. Uh, uh, what do you got now? You got uh, Clint Frazier in left field, and then you you got Stanton is a if, if he can ever stay healthy. If him and Judge could ever stay healthy, Chris, then the maybe this is the time. year. Maybe this is the year they each hit fifty. I don't know, right? And then you they know, could be, first, they never seem to be in the lineup at the same time. No, then you got you had uh, Luke Voigt at first base, but he's out now. He's going to be out about four or five weeks with his knee. Yeah, he's and, hurt a lot he, too. He is, but you got the veteran, the kid Jay Bruce. He's a left-handed bat, Chris. He could hit 30 home runs with that porch in, in right field, right? But when you look at their lineup, Chris, I just read the- that. Chris, yeah. I just read that lineup to you. Compare that to what we the Red Sox. Wow. It, it, so is, is that a lineup that could compete with, with L.A.? Well, I think the – here's, here's going to be with, with – Because I want to ask you about the pitching next. Yeah. Here's, I think they could. I think they can. But here's the issue. The pitching. The pitching, the pitching has a few guys that you got to hope they can stay healthy, right? So you got Garrett Cole, who's a stud. You got Kluber, who had a great spring training. We got from the Indians. If he stays healthy and can give you his Cy Young form again, he can win 20 games and be that Cy Young pitcher he was a couple of years back. Okay, well, now you're talking. Then you got the kid they picked up, the kid, the sneaky pickup, that the Yankees picked up the kid from uh, the Pirates, Jamison T- Talon. He he got to change his scenery, Chris. That kid could do like Garrett Cole did when he went to Houston, right? And then you got uh, uh, Jordan Montgomery, Domingo Jaman. You you got a bunch of those guys. Severino is going to come back on the, by by June, early July too. He's he may be like Sale. He's coming back from Tommy John. And in the bullpen, uh, yeah, you still got pen. Chapman. You got Chapman, and Chapman's Jeez. Chapman, but he seems to blow games in the playoffs, Chris. He really does. Most, right? He really does. You look at him and you say, "Well, he's got that. He, that he comes in with that heat and in that high in that hype." But, but then he gets in money games like that, and he blows over it. the last couple of years, he's he's blown those games. But what and about the, the rest bull, of the, the pen? bullpen? The bullpen's got a couple of injuries, right? So, 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 so Britain's out. Zach Britton's out. The lefty who who could really close for you as well. Supposedly he'll be back in May. We'll see. You need him. Chad Green's probably going to be one of the better setup guys in the league with with Britain. You can go lefty righty, and and they got the other kid that they picked up during the offseason. Um, this kid Justin Wilson, who's got like four different pitches. I think he's also he's got some nasty stuff. He's going to be a good he's going to be a good addition to the bullpen. And then your long reliever, if you need help out of the bullpen in a long relief role, I think they're going to use that kid King a lot. Mike King, who's okay. from Rhode Island, by the way, he's from Warwick, Rhode Island. Mike King. And so uh, my Mark. son actually worked out with him, not last winter, the winter before at the um the, the gym my son works out at in the facility he goes to when his friend actually caught him. King threw a bullpen session to my son's friend. Well, hey, listen, you know, and for those of you who don't know, you know, Mark's son and, and, and you know, congratulations to him. Uh, he's going to be starting his college, his collegiate baseball career coming up um, is junior. Yeah. And uh, year, we're, yeah. we're, we're real, we're real proud of junior. Um, yeah. that he's going to be starting in college and starting his collegiate career. He's going uh, for baseball. Um, and uh, let's hope that he, uh, let's hope that he get, you know, let's hope he sneaks into a few classes too. 
you know. Of course, between, of course, he's gonna go to class. In between man. playing baseball and you think whatever he's gonna else be like, he can't on. be like me and you. No, no, no. So congratulations <laughs> to Junior. We wish him well. Thank We're you, very Chris. proud of him on his uh, co- upcoming collegiate career. So yeah, Mark, listen. So real quick, then. Well, forget the National League. We'll, we don't have time. But no, no, no. We don't for have the American for League, what do you, who do you have coming out of these divisions, and who do you have coming out of the AL? Well, I listen. If they stay healthy, Chris, finally, I think it's going to finally be the Yankees' year. I, I, I just don't see how it's not the Yankees' year this year. And, and you know, the American League Central, the White Sox have a ton of young talent. Uh, they get a couple of injuries in spring training, so that, that may hurt them. But but the, the White Sox have a ton, and, and, and Minnesota is going to be right there. I think it's going to, the central is going to be, you're going to flip a coin between Minnesota and the White Sox. I think Francona, they lost too many guys, Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, Francona will win 80, 85 games just because he's a good manager, but they don't have it. I think the American League West, Chris, this could be the year that the Angels finally get by the Astros, but I don't know. The Astros pull it. They, they keep pulling it out and they it always out and seem it to out. find a way, don't they? The they Astros always seem to always find a way find into a way. the ALCS. Always. Always. But, so who I'm do gonna, you have in the ALCS? I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to say the Angels make the playoffs, but I think Houston will be a wild card. I think the I think um, the ALCS is going to be. My prediction will be two American League East teams. I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say it's going to be. Don't say the Red Sox. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to be the Yankees, and I'm going to shock you. I'm going to say Tor- Toronto. Okay. And then you got Yankees coming out. I got the Yankees coming out. And, and Anybody beating LA over there? No. I mean, no, you know, no. nobody's beating LA over there. No. That'll be an A. Hey, listen, that'll be a real fun World Series if we can get that one. Let me tell you. Is Tommy Lasorda still alive? No, he no. passed away. Poor God rest no. of the soul. I was going to say, bring out Tommy Lasorda. What a series that would be, right? The traditional series. Oh, my Remember God. Dodgers, Yankees are from the 70s. Be, you know, you could just picture him jump running up out of the out of the uh, up the stairs uh, to ch- the chase stairs. down a uh, chase down an umpire right. or two. So, yeah. right. all right, listen. When so. we we when we come back, we're going to give our final thoughts, our closing remarks, and uh, Mark, make sure we thank the sponsors on on the. Yes. Uh, well, you the, should, the, you you messed up last week. Make make sure we do, Joe. Take us the break. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's going to give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with more Corso and Catone and Mark, as usual, we're running, always running late. We're always running late, always running behind. Always got Joe, Joe on our ass screaming and yelling at us saying, guys, are you, uh, you ever going to get the break tonight? Or you just want to, uh, you just want to keep talking. Listen, Joe, we had to go through some of this baseball and, you know, we got on our soapbox about uh, Watson and, 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 and Jimmy G and so on. So Mark, listen, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I think that the I th- I think the Patriots are going to make a move in the draft. I I I, I think that they're going to move up in the draft. I I, I do think I I think Jimmy G. Something's telling me, even though I think Belichick wants him, 
something's telling me San Francisco is going to hold on to him. And I, my final take is we're going to, we're going to shock people and he's going to move up and take a quarterback in this draft. He's going to end up. Who? Who? I think he's going to take fields. Well, if you're going to give the, if you're going to give the shocker, give it fields, he's going to okay. end, end up with fields. You're just saying that because you watched his pro day today. And I now... did. Oh, I love this pro day today. I did. You're right. I loved it. So, all right. So, so you have them coming up and taking fields. Um, well, if they listen, they're either taking Garoppolo, they're getting somehow they're getting Garoppolo or they're moving up to take a quarterback. Chris, they're not drafted. They're not going to sit in the 15th position is my take. If they don't get Garoppolo, they are not sitting at 15. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. For me, Mark, um, you know, my final thought of the day is, um, Illinois is not going to win the national championship. Oh, that, come on. <laughs> really, Chris? Oh, come on. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I, you know, my final take from today and, and from what I've seen over the last couple of weeks is, unfortunately, I think, you know, the Celtics and the Bruins, and I think the writing's on the wall for these teams. You know, they are who they are. They're average teams. They're mediocre right now at best. They don't seem to have the proper leadership. Uh, speaking of the Celtics right now, they don't seem to have the proper leadership, and I can't figure out whether or not it's the coach that isn't properly leading this team it's the gm or if, if it's their money players and i'm sorry but jason tatum you're a money player now okay anytime you make a subway commercial you're a money player okay you shouldn't need guys to come in to, to prop you up you shouldn't need uh motivation to go in and perform night in and night out and be the best player on the court you shouldn't need three quarters to get the you shouldn't need three quarters to have a great fourth quarter to, of, of, of mediocrity you need to carry your team you need to pick up the pace and you're not getting it done and if you got to bring in a guy like Beal to be the leader, then Ainge has made a mistake. He's made two mistakes then, you know, two major mistakes, and maybe three if you consider Kyrie. So, yeah, Chris, next week, you know what I want to explore, and I, I, I know we're gonna get to our sponsors. Um, well, you that's my reminder. Up, it is what you brought up about. Um, what you brought up this week about your LeBron James theory. We, we're we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that next week more. I'm telling you, you get a guy like Beal in. Then why why LeBron's part owner Fenway Group now? Come on yeah. in and, and promote your brand. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. You know, teach Tatum how to be the leader he needs to be. Mark, some yep. people to thank tonight. Uh, Want to thank the good people over at Special Sauce Podcast. Make sure you log on, Joe. Next week, let us know how Brittany did, um, or how that how that show went. Everybody, log on. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's up and running. Take a look at that. Uh, Jag Media Productions. I want to thank the good people there and the people over at Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal law firm. Allow us to be your voice. Studio 42 Designs in North Providence, Rhode Island, and Mountain View Home Watch Security, Scottsdale's leading private home security firm. And as always, we want to thank our producer, director, Joe Guarneri. Joe, as always, thank you for all the things you do for us, trying to make us look good, even though we're not. Um, so thank you for everything and all the work you put in. Join us next week. We'll be on 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, join Corso and Catone. Again, Joe will have us up. He'll have the show up on YouTube all week long for you to listen to. Please make sure you subscribe. Hit the thumbs up button. But join us next week. We're going to get into so many more of those topics that Mark talked about, some of the things we didn't get into today. I want to talk about the Patriots and coming up their upcoming draft and who we think the expanded draft, what it's going to look like for most of these teams, at least for the first round. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. Everybody enjoy opening day is Thursday. Baseball is still the national pastime, so tune in, watch it, enjoy it. For Marcatone, Joe Goneri, I'm Chris Corso. So long, everyone.